Welcome to Therapy Secrets. This is your host, Jason Conover, therapist, uh, life coach, and arbiter facilitator. Really happy to get together today um, and have enjoyed some of the discussions we've had or things that uh, I've been discussing. Um, tonight, I wanted to talk about emotional regulation. So in a dialectical behavior therapy model, there's a diagram of uh, emotion and describing it. And when I just ran a group today, it became really apparent an important thing, and that is that mindset is more foundational than uh, stimulus. And stimulus is impacted already by my mindset. And so let me try and explain that and also kind of talk through the model and the implications of um, the mindset. Um, we're talking about outward versus inward mindset in the Arbinger model relative to that. So in the uh, DBT model, you have a situation or what might be called an event. And then you would see uh, the interpretation, beliefs, thoughts about the event, biological um, factors, reactions, expressions, facial changes, and then a, a naming of the emotion, and then uh, often a secondary emotion that could come, come around. And uh, what we were talking about is how originally there was a lot of focus on stimulus and then response. So, you know, if we can control the stimulus, we can predict uh, the response and trying to get a lot of uh, sense of prediction and control in, in human behavior. And then people said, we don't really like the lack of freedom there in the sense of that we're just caused by stimulus. And so um, researchers and scientists wanted to say and, and proved a pretty good point for there needs to be a place for interpretation that situations aren't just universal in their meaning, uh, in the beliefs we have. And so it became pretty pretty uh, widely accepted that it's not the situations that actually generate the emotion, but our perception, uh, our beliefs about, our paradigm uh, about the situation, and maybe lots of past experiences um, could, could go into that. So uh, for one person, seeing a large bowl of salad may be uh, a celebration. For another person, it may be a sad thing because of how they feel uh, about salad, their interpretation of it, and, and what they what they like or, or don't like, etc. So um, we see that in this uh, in the DBT model. But what we were talking about today that I think is super interesting is that mindset it actually precedes the situation. So the the way that I experience and see the situation is already a function of my mindset. So if someone blares on their horn behind me in traffic, if I'm in the outward mindset, I'm seeing people as people. I'm actually seeing them as having hopes, and I care about their hopes. So I have that kind of open regard 
with other human beings. And so if someone blares on the horn, the possibility is there that I may consider that they have a need, they, they really are trying to accomplish something, and it may be difficult for them or whatever's happening so that they're in that, in that place. But seeing them as a person, really holding that space for them can allow that the very um, stimulus, the situation of, of, the, of the horn to be different. So it's on the front side, and that makes it altogether radically different and incredibly powerful versus just the horn honks, and then I work on um, the interpretation. So that may sound like a little bit of splitting hairs, but as you ponder it, you can see a lot of situations where if I'm in the outward mindset, I already respond in a way that's harmonious with my values often, in a way that I don't have regrets later, um, I feel powerful, I feel peaceful, and it's an incredible advantage for emotional regulation. Now, a dilemma when I feel like a victim to situations and circumstances, there's a good chance I'm in the inward mindset and I'm just in my own world and my wants and desires and needs are my focus. And I think it's possible in a culture, a world, even in a psychology where we could lose um, fundamental truths, practices, ways that have been known maybe for um, thousands of years below. And part of this comes through the principle that when we live a truth, we actually know it. It's in the living that it's revealed. And so as Terry Warner and some of his early colleagues worked on the solution to self-deception, the practice that they turned to is actually living, living good life, striving to live that way. And I believe what that entailed for them is with regards to other people, living a better life for them meant living a better life with, with others, um, I believe. And so they turned to that living and they were able to, through that, discover truths that are sometimes um, forgotten or lost. Probably always been around many people knowing and, and holding on to these things. We're wanting to spread that uh, good news and, and reawaken. So if I'm in the inward, I'm prone to blame and I may give the situation all the power. That person blaring on the horn is an idiot. They're a jerk. Um, what's their problem? They ruined my day. People like that shouldn't even be driving. And in worse scenarios, I may actually get out of my car, yell at the person, um, make uh, obscene gestures. I may go back even and beat on their car potentially. And we see, unfortunately, situations that even get worse than that, where people get swept away and feeling like a victim and feeling justified and blamed. Now, I give full power and credit to the, the person, the situation that I'm seeing as an object in that moment likely, probably as an obstacle, a person that is um, not doing what I think they should be doing and inflicting me with their, uh, their bad behavior. So going back to the collusion episode that I did, um, that would just 
completely validate and justify that I maybe feel like a victim, that they're horrible, and whatever I do is justified based on their deserving on that, that uh, behavior. Um, but often that is not acting value congruent, and it's not considering the other person as a fellow human being and can uh, create uh, a lot of, of problems and can perpetuate ongoing um, problems and invite other people to not see me as a person. And that could all have started on a false uh, assumption or a false view, really seeing that person as a, a jerk or an idiot rather than a person with hopes and needs and fears. So looking at it that way, we have a lot of uh, exciting possibilities. I encourage you to really try it out, not just think about these ideas as nifty intellectual ideas, but to really find the truth as you, um, as you live it. Attempt to practice today the rest of the time you have seeing people and being curious, striving to open up that space to see that they have hopes, what those hopes might be, and to have those hopes matter to you. Have a marvelous night.